Hello and welcome to Absurdity, where we discuss all things absurd in religion, culture, and society. Uh, Tony and I are sitting in my finally finished so studio fancy. space. So um, fancy. Several several dollars of investment went into this. I don't want to talk about how much. I just don't. This um, is painful. Because I'm so. in debt. We're not over, I'm not in debt because of this. However, I am in uh, debt. My debt has been perpetuated. Um, for shame. Because this is money that didn't go to paying off debt um, into finishing my studio space. But I'm finally like really happy with it, with this room. And I don't really have any pain points with it. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm thrilled. Um, you, would, you would not graduate from Financial Peace University. Bro, it's so... I'm just saying. No, you... Accurate, because my credit cards aren't cut. <laughs> um, the it's it's wild too, because you can like you can be talking out in the hallway, and if you're if you talk as you enter the room, your voice like mutes. It just immediately. It just like, it just like boom. yep, and you're like yeah. whoa, and it kind of closes it. It's, a, it's actually a little unsettling at first. Once is, you're, it's like the opposite of the Thunderbird dorm room. Yeah, correct. <laughs> you walk um, in and your voice gets like a thousand times louder. Or any, as we learn, uh, new apartment now that there's oh my uh, goodness now that no one does carpeting. Oh my anymore. goodness. My house is that way. My house would just like, because I had marble, or not marble, I had marble floors. No, I had tile flooring. And uh, yeah, you you could, I mean, it was just, there was no baffling at all. So yeah, no, but this, this is something I've been working on forever. And look, pro tip to you, if you're doing YouTube or you're doing, um, or you're wanting to do podcast stuff, the bulk of your money, if you have a thousand dollars to spend, which most of us don't, but if you did uh, 800 of it or Let's just put it this way. 80% of what you spend should be on room treatment and 20% should be on the microphone yeah. because your room treatment, honestly, you put a super nice microphone in a kitchen and you're going to, or a bathroom and you're going to hate your life. Um, but you put a bad microphone in a well-treated room or even a closet and you're going to be happy or way happier. So the, the room matters more than the microphone. Yeah. And I wish I had learned that sooner. Uh, but, but now we know, now we know, um, PSA. Plus, I have really bad issues with like I have really bad issues with gear lust. So like, yeah. if I see something, I want it. Um, that's why I had to stop doing photography. Though now I do videography, which is not better. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say, I'm like, now uh, I do YouTube. So yeah, no, that's much worse. Um, but uh, on that note, if you are interested in seeing some of the supplementary content I do to the podcast, then you should head over to my YouTube channel. Just search for Ryan Becker. Um, and started that up about a couple months ago, and that's been going really well. Um, I'm well on my way to being able to monetize that bad boy uh, with, um, I need a thousand subscribers. I'm almost to 400 currently in just two months and I need 4,000 watch hours and I'm almost to a thousand. So I'm getting there. Um, and in two months, like honestly in two months, like that's really good. Um, I'm super like happy about it, but, um, so I don't know if anyone has been paying attention for the last I don't know, ever, forever, all of time. Really Pretty little, much. I mean, yeah. Um, really since social media started existing. Have you absurd listeners? Uh, but there's open been a your lot eyes, of- uh, sheeple. Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> there is a giant- I know, I, Can we just talk about the fact that, well, not for very long, but we just talk about the fact of that how absurd and ironic it is for any Christian to call anyone else sheep? Yeah. Like, I, unironically? Yeah, no. Yeah. Like-, like like if you want to talk I, about the sheep and the wolves, you're not you're not the wolves, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I actually got a a post from a former church member that it said that it was like, "Open your eyes, people. Don't be sheep." 
And, and it, the moment I see that tagline, just in case you want to send me anything, at least change the title. So it's like, you know, baby bunny goes through a field and then I'll be like, oh, you got me. I got Rick yep. rolled into a conspiracy theory. Well, Rick, um, uh, uh, Rick Astley released a cover of Everlong by the Foo Fighters. It's incredible. Like he just, it's not like a I full, need, it's on his YouTube this. channel. <sighs> I've been so out of like it. Like three the weeks last ago. Month. It's amazing. You need to listen I'm to it. Uh, yeah. And if you're listening hate, to this, you need to listen to it. Stop hate, what you're doing and listen to it. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. How was it? <laughs> um, Your life no, has not changed. On social yeah. media, everything's been crazy. Um, and there's been a lot of posts, especially with just everything being so politically and, and kind of um, just, just, uh, it's charged been, politically been, charged yeah, is the way I want to say it. It's, it's been a lot of tension. Yep, it's a very tense environment. Not that it's bad or good, but it's just tense. Like everything mm -hmm. has more weight when there's tension in the room. And I want I want everyone to know I would understand tension as I just went, I I went and got a massage today, and within a second of putting of the masseuse putting their hand like on my back, they their literal words were. Oh, I've got job security. Like that was that was their literal <laughs> words. I'm I'm not exaggerating. The the woman was like, "Oh, honey, you I'm, uh, I've I got I job security, dude. I don't know how you don't get a massage every day. Like honestly, like I I remember because you were having back problems forever ago. Yeah, no, I, and and yeah, this so. is my life. We're just very glad that you're starting on your road to recovery. But yeah, that you yeah that that thank you. You're. My, my therapist. My name is my Ryan. I am a backaholic. Um, <laughs> hi, Ryan. My 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 psychotherapist and your mas massage therapist. So, yeah. No, but there's. I mean, there's been there's been a ton of posts that all there have that been. some have been good. Uh, some have been bad. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the bad ones. Uh, in that, like, so what we want to talk about today is accountability. The yeah. idea of what does what does holding people or institutions accountable for what they do or say, like, how should that be done? What does what does that framework look like? What are some good examples? What are some bad examples? And and what are some principles for us to follow? I think that the absurd thing that we're talking about really is is the absurd the absurdity that is the fact that like we don't know how to hold people accountable in many cases yeah. or there is just a lack of accountability in general especially from from like your willingness to be held accountable should exist prior to the need to be held accountable yeah and the lack of accountability and the lack of a willingness to accept accountability speaks to the fact that most of those we need to hold accountable were never open to it to begin with well and this Part of the reason why I started to, to think about this is I was listening to episode 138 uh, with our good friend Joseph Gozen, who talked about First Amendment laws. As I was listening to that, I just I just remember it, it just hitting me like, man, because I was listening to it right as a bunch of these different posts were coming out. And I just thought like people were getting so offended, you know, that, oh, you can't even say anything. And I go that they're not. There's a difference, like, okay, so we'll talk about a little bit of the difference between, like, count, cancel culture and accountability, but most people don't realize that when you make a public statement, like, you're inviting accountability. We just do it so much now that we don't realize or or forget that we're opening ourselves up to that. Like, we Correct. forget, though, like, oh, yeah, no, people can totally call me yep. on this now. And for the, for the, for the... 
I'll say this, as far as public statements go, public being public being anything that is gen- that is accessible to people outside of your network. Yeah. Um yeah. and um so if it now if someone violates privacy in screenshotting your post and sharing that That's elsewhere. That's a different story. You should probably still be held accountable for the views that, oh, for that, sure. that you if if it's something toxic, don't get me wrong, there's still accountability there. But, but we're talking about people yeah. who like yeah, who um, Facebook like, post, Insta- social media post. Correct. Someone uh, who willingly posts something publicly. Yeah. yeah. Um, writing in articles. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's one part of it. I mean, there's a bunch of other parts that we'll, we'll go through. But um, to me, that that's the biggest thing um, is just looking at this idea of, well, we need to, I think, really define what accountability looks like. Because without that, it's it's just going to be... We're just going to keep having this craziness going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got what we'll what we'll do is we'll 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 launch into this by first uh, talking about uh, three kind of big examples of um, big recent examples. Uh, one of which we have to be kind of careful about. Yeah. Um, really, we need to be careful and cautious as we approach all of these, just for the sake of our own care. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, actually four. I'm sorry, four four examples recently of of this stuff. Um, uh, the first one being, uh, someone that both, um, both Tony and I are, uh, both Tony and I are connected to, um, which is a former professor of ours from our time at Southern. Now he is fully retired. Um, and I do need to, to, to clarify that my statements on this are going to be limited, uh, because of the, the very nature of a conflict of interest here in that I work at Southern. Yeah. Uh, so there's a way. It's your, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this, but essentially he made a post uh, on Facebook on Facebook that had Facebook. some pretty uh, pretty racist undertones to it. Basically, talking about the evils of liberation theology and the Black Lives Matter organization, um, and espousing the idea of you know Jesus believes that all lives matter, and um, talking about how uh, Seventh Day Adventists. He is an Adventist. Um, uh, should not be engaging in these sort of movements, and he references a, a quote by one of the kind of four, the 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 forefront leaders uh, in early leaders of Seventh Day Adventism, Ellen White, who's considered a prophet within our denomination, um, and uh, references a quote that a lot of the "All Lives Matter" crowd tends to use within Adventism, which is a quote that says that Jesus kept aloof of earthly governments. Um, in how he handled like political conversations and, and yeah. things like he, he, yeah. and so the, the, the usual argument here is the argument that he used, which is essentially that the, the true solution to racism is, and these issues is, a, is Jesus changing the heart and transforming the person. And we need to not get involved with political movements, but instead we need to, um, we need to, uh, introduce people to Jesus essentially. And, but it, but it, it did so while almost going out of its own way to be like, oh, and Black Lives Matter is Marxist, and this is... Correct. Like, he was incorrect in the Marxism. He was um, also incorrect in liberation theology. He was incorrect. Like, he was incorrect in that Black Lives Matter is about Marxism. It's not. The closest thing you could argue is socialism. He was incorrect in what Marxism is, because, again, he was talking about socialism. And then he was incorrect in liberation theology. Yep. So he was, he was like, wrong on... And what's interesting is, like, I had, like, other people with PhDs in those areas, like, call him out and be like, no, you're wrong here, 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 and here. Um, but that, like, that was... 
the initial that was the initial push was like oh we should do this mm-hmm. instead but like all the science going up like the all your sources are incorrect bro like the yep. the, <laughs> the scientific math used to get there arithmetic yep absolutely and i think um so here's here's what I'll say. It's easy for me to speak out against this um, because yeah. he did this as a former, uh, you know, a retired professor. Um, and today, Southern as an institution did issue statements that have been received very, um, very, con- they've been very controversial by nature. Um, Mixed and here, reviews. Yes. And here's what I'm going to say about that, which is you're not going to hear my opinion on Southern's statement or Southern's handling of this because part of this accountability is the fact that because I work at Southern, I have access to and and knowledge of the inner channels in order to advocate for something um, that I feel is important, whether good or bad. And um, those are the channels that I opt to use when I know that they exist and I work and belong to the institution. If this was an institution that I was away from, that I have no you know, I have no inner other avenues. I have no other yeah. avenue. Then that's where public accountability comes in into play in my mind. And and you know, we'll get into this more. But for me, you're not going to hear my opinion on that on this show or on my YouTube channel or anything because that's not, um, that's not even. The I think way following, you want to go about it, correct? And it's not even the principle following yeah. the biblical principles in my mind as far as trying to resolve things, right? Um, the way we try and resolve things. So that's what I'll say about that. However, with Dr. Martin specifically. Um, this was not a wise move from him. And on top of that, yeah. he was deleting comments of people that were critical of him. He yeah. was also deleting disrespectful comments, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, I mean, yeah. But I I, I kind of get, <laughs> yeah, I, I read through a lot of those comments and I'm like, I kind of get where they're coming from. But yeah, I, I also like, yeah. Honestly, I mean, my biggest issue was him like, there dismissing. There weren't some people who were <laughs> trolling, but the problem was he deleted, or sorry, there were some people who were just straight up like trolling. And the problem is he deleted those who were trolling and those who were just like mm-hmm. not respectful, if that makes sense. Or just like vehemently disagreeing with him and use strong language doing yeah. so. And they, it's like, that's a yeah, difference. Anyone he perceived as disrespecting him, which for him, respect is everything. And respect is given, not earned. Uh, his respect is earned, but um, respect of him is given. Um, from, yeah, from. That's how he, from, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Respect from from him is earned. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He will yeah, respect yeah, you yeah, if you yeah, earn yeah. it. Yeah. But you must respect yeah. him. And honestly, my biggest issue, aside from the post itself, was in one comment, which was deleted, um, but screenshotted, um, he dismissed someone's legitimate claims and concerns over his article and the kind of racial undertones of it. Um, by essentially comparing how many people he's baptized to how many people they've baptized. And um, that's like, that is not from that spiritual abuse is what that well, is. Well, you should know because the answer was purple. Aliens don't wear hats. So clearly I have <laughs> yeah. the correct um, high view here. Like what had nothing yeah. to do. So that was, that's an example of accountability done wrong in that, um, People tried to hold him accountable and tried to call him on these action in, on his words, and they didn't listen. And he didn't. And they not the, only the individual yeah. in this in this point. And I think the other thing was when you make a post like that, you are inviting. And and this was not. It seemed to me again. I have not had a conversation with him about this, but it seemed to me that he was saying like, "Oh, I didn't do this, so you could just yell at me." And it's like, no, 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 no. When you make a post on a forum like Facebook. You are essentially saying and opening yourself up to giving permission yep. to getting yelled at. Um, 
that's the oven. Now, if you want to make it on, I, I hate to say 4chan, but you know what I mean? Like, yep, you know, yeah. 4chan or even a subreddit where, okay, you're going to have moderators there. You're going to have, you know, if you want to go on the, I, you know, our, I think Black Lives Matter is Marxist subreddit, then go for it and it'll be received there. I almost want to say are the Donald, but I didn't want to offend people. So um, <laughs> it's, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, it doesn't but, exist anymore. But even correct. still, it's like, you know, if you want to go our, you know, Donald, go for it. But the point is, you know, if you want to do it in that area, go for it. But when you do it in on Facebook where anybody who, and he did it publicly, like it wasn't like he it was a close friend or anything, like mm-hmm. he did it publicly. You're opening yourself up. And so that was that kind of thing. It's like, you're going to get disrespectful comments. You're going to do that because per- people per- took it in a disrespectful way. Some people didn't. And they were like, you're just wrong. Some people took it as disrespectful. And that's what happens when you make a public post. And I think that's one big thing that kind of our generation is somewhat aware of and younger generations are a little bit more aware of. Um, so I'd say maybe a little bit zoomers, maybe a little bit Gen Z, but not so much older generation and really young, like really young kids don't realize still as we didn't when we were their age that you're inviting yourself up to, to criticism and scrutiny when you do that. And older generation kind of doesn't get it either. They're like, I don't understand. I'm just putting my personal opinion. It's like, yeah, but you put it out on what's essentially a giant newspaper. Yep. Um, you walked out onto a sidewalk, yelled yeah. or out into your driveway, yelled something a out virtual, into your neighborhood, and then got mad when people yeah. talked back at you or like yelled back at you. It's a virtual soapbox. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I always said, like, I love Twitter because it's just me screaming into a void. And then people started actually following me and listening to me. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that anymore. So <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was just that kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, like you have to be, you know, this is for reals. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything that gets written down or recorded you know, is forever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, and um, a good, another good example of this is uh, Nick Cannon recently got fired yes, by Viacom. Yes. Um, he got dropped by Viacom for some anti-Semitic remarks. Um, he also made anti-white marks in this um, uh, remarks in, in his podcast. Um, I think the podcast is called Cannon's Class. I don't remember, but um, there's a, there's about a two minute clip where he talks about um, unmelanated people's being, um, being lesser and being um, being closer to savages, um, and um, yeah, it just and he, he basically took like all the yeah. horrible, terrible stereotypes that white yeah. people used to take on black people, and then flipped and flipped it. it. And now, to but be fair, I, from what I understand, it wasn't from an ironic point of view. Or no, like there's a a, there's actually a legitimate book he was referencing yeah. too. I forget what the book's right. called, but like there's a there's a body of work on this that he was referencing. However, they also made anti-Semitic remarks, of which I don't remember exactly what was said. But they defended those those remarks by basically saying that Semitic peoples were um, were dark skinned. So by like what they're saying isn't racist because the true Semitic people. This was their defense. Both him and his guest uh, professor. Uh, Griff is what the guy goes by. Um, the true Semitic peoples were dark, so dark skinned. Yeah. So they're like, by definition, what they said wasn't racist um, or prejudiced. And that's where um, I'm not getting into the reverse racism argument, not whatever. He said inflammatory remarks. Yeah. That's what, that's ultimately what that was, was inflammatory remarks. Um, and when called on and held accountable, he said, no, I'm good. Someone yeah. can come in and educate yeah. me if if yeah. I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Essentially. And 
Uh, that is where then Viacom dropped in. Viacom owns Comedy Central, so Wild and Out. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they also own, like, is it America's Got Talent? I'm pretty sure I Viacom so. owns Andy. Something. Yes, I, I think so. Stuff. Um, so, yeah. the Things, so, But Nick Cannon won't be appearing shows. anything on Comedy Central yeah, anytime no, soon. No. So, yeah, that that's the... He won't, the, he won't be appearing on a lot, a of, lot stuff. of stuff for a while. So, so there's a couple of yeah. bad examples. I want to kind of head into the next one with a good example um, of accountability, not about, you know, people saying bad stuff. So similar to this, uh, before this, I think like a week or a few days before, to Sean Jackson, who's a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, that's American football. Um, he made so he made an Instagram video. Um, so we have a Facebook post, we have a podcast episode, and we have a, an Instagram video. And in this Instagram video, he used a comment that he attributed to Hitler, talking about how. Um, the the Jews will take over America if if the Negroes his this is a quote uh, aren't aware of it and they will mm. blackmail and and control. So he made that quote and then he made a couple other Instagram posts or videos I can't remember exactly. Basically, where he was like praising Louis Farrakhan, um, who's uh, for those of you who don't know, Nation of Islam leader and uh, an avowed anti Semite. Um, and so basically the owners of the Eagles who are Jewish and a lot of Jewish people around the nation were like, yeah, that's not cool. Mm. They, they basically sat down and this is what is interesting. They held him accountable and he said, you know what? I apologize. I want to learn. So he has, I don't know if he has, but he accepted an invitation from uh, Julian Edelman, who is a wide receiver, same sport, with the New England Patriots, who is of Jewish descent, to go to the Holocaust Museum. I believe he has accepted, he has met with um, some rabbis to talk about um, not not only why his remarks were um, kind of offensive, but to learn about the Jewish people and yeah. the issues. And then he's going to, I believe he has accepted an invitation to go to Auschwitz um, in, in uh, is it Austria or Poland. I think it's Poland. Um, anyway, the, the concentration, yeah. former concentration camp, uh, he's accepted an invitation. So this is a, an example where the individual who it's made Poland, these public right. statements, it is Poland. Yeah. The, you'd think after all the history, anyway, um, That's okay. I had to look it up too. Yeah, right. So don't don't feel. That's we true. should both feel bad. We is what I'm saying. Bad. Yeah. Um. But basically, these individuals, the first two, did not listen. They did not apologize. This guy, Deshaun Jackson, listened. He said, "You know what? This is. I didn't realize how hurtful this was going to be. I don't want to do this. I want to be educated. Right. Um. That is." the importance of accountability, right? And mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about like why. All right. So before we keep going, let's talk about what accountability actually is, right? So yeah, um, as we do on our show, talk about accountability. So um, according to Merriman-Webster, I got three definitions. 
None of them are super helpful, but they kind of give a full picture when all together. So the first one, Merriman Webster says, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions, right? So that's accountability. Uh, Cambridge says it's an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. So it's kind of along the same line. But then Oxford said the fact or condition of being accountable or responsibility, right? Or sorry, semicolon responsibility. So when you take it in this particular way, to me, it says, okay, it's not only being willing to have somebody call you and hold you to the statements or um, promises that you make, but it's also as the, uh, on the other side, being willing to hold someone to their Mm -hmm. statements or actions um, and, and promises that they make. Um, So to me, I think those are the types of things. So like, you know, some characteristics of accountability, right? What it actually is. Um, it requires an invitation or permission. Mm-hmm. Either publicly or privately, you, you have to have permission from the initial party, right? So from the person. From the who person who you would. Correct. Or, who you would yeah. be holding accountable. They have to have some sort of implied or, um, you know, implicit or explicit uh, invitation or just kind of permission granted for you to, to, to be held accountable for you to hold them accountable. And this is why, not that it was right, but the, the situation with the Clippers owner a long time ago um, was kind of so controversial, not because what he said was right. It wasn't, it was terrible. Donald something or other, I can't remember his name, but because he said that in a closed environment and mm-hmm. then somebody took something he said in a closed environment and made it public. It wasn't something he made public and somebody else made it public without his permission. Was it terrible what he said? Yes. Should he have been, you know, forced to sell the team? Absolutely. All of that is correct. But it was that idea of that was not permission. So it was out of the, the person was out of their place in making that public. Um, now they did what they felt they needed to do. I believe it was an ex-girlfriend um, and just said like, you know, this is terrible. And, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to keep the secret anymore, but that's the idea of like, you know, you, you have to get permission, real accountability, healthy accountability has to require permission. Yep. Absolutely. And um, typically that, that definitely does come out of that, out of like that personal relationship, yeah. like a one, yeah. like that one-to-one, um, like, I know of people who've tried to hold me accountable to something that I never gave them permission, permission to even to. speak to. <laughs> like there was no, like, for example, I've made, you know, I, I did grow up going to private schools and there have been times, not just time. There've been times where I've, where I've openly, you know, given a prayer request and then had someone who either like a guest speaker in that class or whatever approached me afterwards trying to tell me how to actually deal with whatever the problem is that I gave a request for. They have zero context of my life. They have zero, yeah. but they were, they were, um, and if they believed, so for example, um, one person asked me if I ate cheese and then talked about how that's betraying like the Adventist health message and um, tried to hold me accountable to whatever his espoused version of health is. 
And that was like, that's what I'm saying. When you try to hold someone accountable, by holding them down and shoving sharp cheddar down. That's his throat. right. Sharp cheddar. It had to cut, you know, it, I really had to make that cut deep. Mild um, cheddar just doesn't get the point yeah. across. Um, so yeah, th- like that's the kind of thing that yeah. is really toxic to me. And, and I would say, um, now I'm forgetting. Have we talked about what it isn't yet? We haven't, right? No, we haven't talked okay, about good. what it isn't. Good. We haven't, we haven't yet. Um, yeah. The, you know, we're going to talk about what it isn't. Um, I don't know why I just had a brain fart there, but the, the truth of this is that accountability in some way, shape or form does involve at least the first one. Um, the problem is that complete accountability or holistic accountability yeah. is I think what we're yeah. more concerned yeah. with. So healthy, and, healthy and accountability. Words, yeah. In other words, um, accountability isn't just telling someone that they're wrong or that they're doing something yeah. wrong, right? That it, it, it holistic or healthy accountability will include that yeah. as like step one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't just stop there. No, it doesn't stop yeah. there. And that's kind of the, the, the point. It, it also isn't yelling at someone who offended you. Um, because that is projecting a subjective experience onto a, an, I don't want to say an objective issue though. That can be the case, but like, if what they're doing is specifically within the realm of causing offense to you, in yeah. other words, if someone is speaking out, if if you just see, if someone just posts something on Facebook, right, their personal page, it's not an open letter, it's not a statement, they just, you know, they share a video or something like that, and and it offends you, you have no context to them, right, you don't understand what's going on, um. And it's not, I want to say offensive, like, it's not offensive to, like, a group of people. It's like, oh, I disagree with you. I guess that's a better word, that you disagree with. Not necessarily that offends you, but something that you disagree with, you can't just, you can't just hold them, you know, yep. you're not holding them accountable. It's That's not accountability because they haven't opened themselves up to you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because, especially... To me, I think that's the other difference, right? If you, something like cultural appropriation, if I were to put a picture on Instagram or Twitter, by taking in something that is publicly known, I'm holding myself accountable to the public. However, if I'm doing something on my own that you disagree with, voting by mail, reading a book, that thing about the cheese, right? That's not, you You can't just come up and just say, well, you shouldn't eat cheese. That's yep. not holding me accountable. That's just creating conflict. Now, exactly. you, can, you can do that, but just know that that's not going to, you're not actually holding that person accountable. You might think you are, but you're actually not. You're just starting a fight. Correct. And that's, um, I think the, <laughs> I think the other issue is that, like, like I think, Okay, okay. So I think what you've I think what you've said is is really important. So um it's starting a fight. In other words, accountability what it isn't is um poor intentions. Right. And, in other words, true accountability not only seeks to resolve the situation, it does it also seeks the restoration of the other person or the education and building up of the other person. Right. Accountability would hopefully mean that everyone involved would be better off at the end of the at the end of the confrontation or at the resolution of the situation. Because, and, and this is the thing, like accountability is confrontational by nature. Um, I've had friends who've held me accountable for stupid posts I've made. 
Um, and I've deleted them. I've been like, dude, thank you so much. You're absolutely right. Or man, thank you so much. So th- it is confrontational by nature, but the confrontation isn't in and of itself the goal. Correct. The goal is to make the situation better or to educate. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you, but you do have to like, you and, have to confront, but that's not the end goal. And this is why sometimes it is necessary that accountability does require the removal of someone from their platform or from the avenue that they have to yeah. cause harm. Yeah. Because if they are unwilling to see the error or the harm they are causing, or they believe that they are right in causing that harm, then the the priority goes to the people they are harming. Right. The priority goes to the victim, not to the not to the perpetrator. Exactly. And so sometimes if they are unwilling to learn and grow and correct their actions then they must be removed from a situation where they could cause more harm because by causing more harm, they're also harming themselves. Like this is what annoy, like this is what annoys me when people say, Oh, well, you know, if we, if we, if we tell them that they can't work here because of their racist attitudes or their sexist attitudes, or because they, they, um, you know, insert X inappropriate behavior here, then, right. then like that's ruining their lives. We're ruining their lives. If we do that, no, we're not. They ruined their lives by the actions they took and by the way they responded once rightfully called out and be, and held accountable for those actions. And if you allow them to continue with those actions, not only are you ruining the lives of the people who are affected by them, but you're actually ruining their life because they are not being made aware that that behavior is inappropriate mm-hmm. or if they are there if they know it is they're not being shown that there are consequences for that type of behavior yep. right so if i agree and i know this is a little controversial but if i go on twitter and and twitter says hey you're not allowed to say the word uh sway on i'm not saying my shirt says sway. says sway on it i realize as soon as he said you're it. not allowed to say the word sway on there and i go out and i say you know what sway 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 i've agreed going on this public platform and entered into a social contract that I'm not going to say this, that this is not okay. It's right for people to hold me accountable to that. Or put it on a personal side. If I just say, you know what? I don't think it's right to say the word sway. And my buddy knows this and hears me say this. Right. And then I go and go sway. And he hears me and he goes, dude, come on, man. You know, yep. you're not supposed to say that. That's accountability. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have to be terrible, but it's a it's a promise that I have made either to myself or to someone else. And you're keeping me to that. You're making me answer account for what I've said and my what statement. I've done. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So why why would you say accountability is so important? To me, I think the first thing is you you cannot have. Well, let me put it this way. Accountability can bring an incredible amount of healing um, when it's done in the right way. Right. So any mm-hmm. 12-step program will tell you um, you have to have an accountability partner. Um, if you are dealing with any kind of addiction, it is almost impossible to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to have someone that you trust that is able to confront you um, or help you as needed um, in that way. And they'll hold you accountable to that. The best example I can think of this, and this is actually how you and I and Steve became such great friends. We said, hey, you know what? Let's meet up every day, sophomore year, 
in the the boys' dorm under at the basement. They had this uh, game room and uh, you know mm-hmm. some TVs. People would go down and hang out, play sports. Um, you know, watch you know uh, you know basketball games or whatever. And we would go there every day and talk about what we had done in our devotions that day. And it was a way to specifically keep each other accountable mm-hmm. because if we didn't have anything to say, it became glaringly obvious right away. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do it as well, you just make up, you just say you had a headache and you can't come down. That was what we did. We just, yeah. you know, you just we get just, sick. Oh, I have, oh, I have, yeah, a, I have I an intramural a, game. But that was, it was so cool to me because we actually held each other accountable to that. You know, when we would come down, it was like, hey, what did God say? And I know for me, I specifically, there were days where, I would like in the middle of the day, you know, my lunch break or whatever, I'd be like, you know yep. what? I need to get, I need to get in the word. Cause we talked about how hard it is to, to get into the word of God every day as a Christian. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's as a student, yep. especially when you're studying it and you're reading the Bible all the time, but not for your personal life to do it as a devotional work. It's difficult. And so we were holding each other accountable. That's a positive mm-hmm. way. We were able to bring healing and growth in our life. Not necessarily healing, but I'll say growth in our life because we held each other accountable. That's why it's so important. The other reason why it's so important is because holding people accountable is a form of protection for them and for the people that they might be harming. Um, that type of conflict and that type of confrontation is sometimes necessary to keep people who will continue to do harm from doing that. Yep. And that's the only way. That's the yep. only way. They're not going to be stopped by ignoring them. They're not going to, you know, they're just going to keep doing that. So you have to say, you know what? You have to be held to account. There have to be consequences. That's the that's the thing that like in my mm-hmm. head when I was hearing Joseph, he was talking about this idea that like society has rules. I can go in and say whatever I want, but then if I get punched in the face, I can't scream, oh, well, it was my right to say that. It's like, yeah. That's where accountability steps in is, yep. yeah, you can for sure say or do this thing. You have that ability, but I also have the ability to punch every Nazi I see in the face. I have that mm-hmm. ability to do that. And so to me, that's where accountability comes in. Um, yeah, well, and I, I would agree. I think there is no justice and there is no safety Without without accountability, yep. and um, I think this is a good place for me to fit, um, fit in the fourth yeah. example yeah. here, um, which is so I'm. Many people know I'm an avid gamer. I love, um, and when I say avid gamer, Nerd. I don't mean like I play just like FPS, like Call of Duty Nerd. stuff. Um, what I mean is I play um, Fortnite. <laughs> um, no, I play. Um, <laughs> I love your life. I play Smash Bros. Um, that's my big thing right now. Um, I played competitive Pokemon. I've done. Um, I played like MMOs. I played yeah. League of Legends. Like I, you know, I followed the For pro years, scenes. League of Legends, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I followed the pro scene um, in Smash games, Bros. Yeah, and um, for the for. And recently, within and when I say recently, we were, you know we're recording this on July fifteen, but this happened over the last month. I'd yeah. say twenty twenty. Over the last month, starting in June, basically there was a flood of sexual assault and abuse allegations that fl- that 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 just took the community by storm. It started with one person coming out about how he was uh, sexually abused and harassed by a fourteen-year-old when he was four or a twenty-four-year-old when he was fourteen, 
the 24-year-old uh, was, a, was a female, and a prominent member of really, literally a face of the Smash community um, and kind of the pro scene. From that, and he did it via a twit longer, and from that began this massive flood of accusation. When I say massive flood, I mean think it's huge. Think uh, over is a dam break. Over fifty, at least, players were accused in with with receipts. By the way, in one case, literally receipts, as someone tried to buy their silence, their their victim's silence. Um, the um, but yeah, over fifty players um, accused. There was a mega thread on the Smash Bros subreddit, like you know, tracking everything and any yeah. responses given. Um, three of who were considered kind of like the top players of recent years. Um, one of which the the best player of all time. He has a fifty six, I think, or fifty four tournament win streak on like fifty four tournaments in a row won in Smash without ever being um, until it was finally broken by a. Ironically, the person that broke that also got accused. Um, but three of the top four players essentially were accused and are out of the scene. Um, one of them was out of the scene months ago uh, from a separate thing. But um, yeah, three out of the four uh, top four players gone and then a whole host of others gone. I'm, I'm talking like these were faces of the community. Nintendo had features of that, of some of them. Um, one person was, was outed for a uh, sexual... Oh. Just, I don't know what's happening. Hold on. I know where I was, so don't worry. Okay. We're good. One person was outed for, um, for essentially sexual activity with a 15-year-old when he was 20. Um, and even after this came out, even though the 15-year-old pursued him, does it matter? 20-year-old. It was one night. It was one time in a hotel room uh, during, a, during a Smash event. And honestly, like, well, that's terrible and inexcusable and unforgivable. What's even worse on top of that is, you know, five years later or however long later it is, um, he then tried to, when all these other allegations were coming out, um, the pro player who did that was uh, tried to call all of these, all of the accusations against him a rumor and tried to pay off in the, in the order of thousands of dollars, um, pay off his victim for for his silence. And then the very next day, the victim came out with it anyway. Um, guys gone from the scene base and, and like the, the overwhelming response from the community has essentially been, we hope that you get better. Like we hope that you are become a better person and change for the better out of this. But we also hope that you do it outside of like, but you do it. You're going to do that outside of this community. You are no longer welcome here. We do not care how good you were. We do not care about your skill. You're out. And yeah. now there are some that have transitioned into content creation and those that follow like just their YouTube channels or whatever. Like one of them has a million subs on YouTube. Um, like that guy's not going to lose much. He's not going to make yeah. banging videos for a while, but like his yeah. content. Uh, the, there's still some people that will follow him, but as far as the pro smash community and those that really take it seriously, it's he's out completely of that. Changed, yeah, yeah, they're all out and outside and out of this whole thing. 
tournament organizers are now starting to put you know policies in place and rules in place and better protections in place. The, the reality is Nintendo never supported the scene, so it was always deregulated. And so you had all this, yeah. and it's a gaming yeah. community. It's a game yeah. targeted at kids. So you had kids that grew up in this scene, mentoring, and then mentoring other people and new kids. And so you had hotel, you had people riding to tournaments together, staying in hotel rooms together. Um, you had underage drinking. You had all these parties going on because you had people who grew up in this community with very little parental or adult supervision oversight. and yeah. oversight. And now those people who don't understand proper boundaries or attractions or anything. Um, because this has been their life are now and, and yeah. didn't have the mentorship to 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 deal with that are now now they're predators without realizing that that's what they've become they see it as as a normal interaction almost and and um for some they knew what they were doing and still did it anyway but um and then tried to cover it up and what made it so bad wasn't just the allegations themselves, but so many of them tried to lie, tried to mislead, yeah. tried to try to admit to just a little. In order to appease the anger, and one one per, one player, sixty four page Google document detailing everything that he had done. Um, it was it, it, this stuff was was rough. Um, that's why it's important, because if that had never come out, you'd still have predatory behavior happening, and you would you would have um, these players allowed to be given a platform and and a, held in high esteem having done terrible things to people and, you know, us not really being sure if that was going to continue or not from them. And while for some of them, it did happen in their past. It, and they never, they, they, um, never face the consequences for it. They never owned up to it until it was, until it came out outside of their, you know, until they were forced into a position to admit it or to, to talk about it. And just, it, it's, it is gross. Um, yeah. And if this had never come out, those people would still be allowed to roam the community free yeah. and, ab and able to predatorialize and prey on children, minors, and anyone else in the scene. Well, and it's so important for a society to be able to do that. Um, you know, I, I think about it. It sounds ridiculous, but, you know, it's kind of like the emperor has no clothes moment. Mm. We may not have monarchy in our system, but we definitely have power structures that are so similar to that, that sometimes you need, you know, people just won't call people out or, or hold them to task, mm -hmm. hold them accountable because of those power dynamics. Um, which of course, you know, we don't know about that in the church at all. No, um, not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But you have to have that. And I think that's the important thing. So to me, you know, how you do that, right? Number one, have people that you're, that you are willing to hold you accountable. Mm. That did not come out. Let me, let me. Come I on. know what you're saying. Give, you, yes. God, give it a start. Have people in your life that you are willing to have hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. There we go. Nailed it. We'll edit that last part. In out. other no. words, have people in your life that care about your growth and your entire person rather than just yep. your friendship with them. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Now, here's the other thing. You have to give them permission to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. You ab absolutely have to. Um, you know, for me, I, I have... Very luckily, 
quite a few people in my life that can do that. Um, but I think about some of the struggles that I have had that I have kept private. And now that I have those people in my life that I'm able to do that with, it's actually hard to share because mm-hmm. I know they will hold me accountable and I have to, it's forcing me to grow and reveal those parts of my life that I don't want to show. Yep. Because I am like, you know what, this is, it's, I need, I need them to let me grow. And in order to do that, I have to be completely transparent. So it's made me more transparent. It's made me more aware of what I'm doing. It's stopping, you know, these, these either negative behaviors or behaviors that I don't want to do. Um, I'll be honest. Like I, it sounds really stupid, but I am a sugarholic. Um, I've put on basically 60 pounds since college. And I'm like, you know what? I want to start losing weight. I want to cut sugar off in my life. I want to start exercising more. Um, And so I have people in my life that I've been asking like, hey, I need you. When I go out, don't let me order a drink. That's something that I do. You know, if Mm -hmm. I'm out, um, don't let me order dessert. I will fight you. I will forget. You know, you have yep. to confront me. It's not going to be. And pretty, I mean, I even think about it. But like I'm you, asking yeah. you to do that. Yep. In fact, I didn't even just give permission. I didn't even just invite. Like I and basically instructed them. Like, yeah, like I said, you have to do this. I am begging you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to hold me because I will. I will naturally not do this. And I so, told my girlfriend to stop letting me drink Sprite outside of meal times and in the con and us in the time that you've been over here and we've been recording. I've drank too. Yeah, so I didn't want to say I'm anything. doing well. I want to say anything, I'm doing but, well. Also, but here's the Tony thing. is the girlfriend number for. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's like, how rumors get started. Um, uh, no, but like really, like that's that's the idea. Is like, yeah, you have to have somebody who's just. It sounds dumb, um, but have something like that and start with something small. Mm-hmm. Start with something small because when you start opening up about those type of things, then you can start opening up about bigger things, and and then that becomes much, much easier to open up because all of us have parts of our life that I'm sure we're like, ah, I'd rather not reveal that to the world, but you have to have somebody, you have to have somebody that is able to sit there and be like, Hey dude, Mm -hmm. you've been playing, you know, that video game or binging Netflix or you haven't gone outside. Um, you know, you, you're stressing out, you're spiraling, uh-huh. uh, those types of things you need to, Hey dude, when was the last time you've been to the dentist or when was the last time you, you know, had a doctor's appointment? You need those type of people in your life, um, that are willing to hold you accountable and can do it out of a place of relationship. The other big thing, how we do it right is when people make public statements, say in for instance, like this former, uh, professor, we have to hold them in a way that reveals why this is inappropriate. Mm. What it, we can't control how they do it, but we have to do it in a way that not only shows, because again, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal isn't convincing the other person that my beliefs are better or your beliefs are wrong. That's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to bring about growth in the situation. So if I can't make you grow, I should at least make the community grow. Mm -hmm. And so when you do it in a way that isn't just, um, inflammatory back, right. Mm -hmm. When you don't fight fire with fire, but you fight it with, uh, a cold, um, (laughs) when you fight it with a cold dead eyed stare, 
as you breathe into your re- Luke. Uh, no, um, when you when you when you do it from a factual place is what <laughs> I meant to from a place that's not just emotional. Yep. Um, you're able to show people like this is why this is not okay, or even if it is with emotions, but the, those emotions are, you know, say like with you know Sean Jackson's comments, dude. Th- these my ancestors, you know, six million of my ancestors were killed. You this this is why it hurts yeah. because in other you, words, your you emotions hurt, are used as a as a tool as for a understanding. Tool to, yes, not it's just how, yes, correct. Not just as a way to to vent um, or to get you know get back at them. So to me, I think that's part you're of the using reason. your emotions, not the other way around. Yes, exactly. And so mm-hmm. I think that's so important because that's, and if it that's how we do it well. And if it is someone that you know personally. Um, there is a time that you do obviously speak out if, you know, if, if they've said something that publicly harms um, people, if, you know. Um, however, at the same time, if it is someone that you can address privately and that will be more, like you should pick the most effective pick route be- for yeah. resolution. Yes. And you pick will know medium. that based off of your, your, um, your conversation or based off of your relationship with them. And that like, that's the, that's the point is the relationship really will dictate a lot of how you decide to go about confronting them. And you like, I should be willing and Tony, you know that this is true for me and I know it's true for you that we would be willing to risk the friendship in the short term for your betterment in the long term. If that's you're going to yeah, be, if you're going to be, friend. if you're going to be angry at me and you're going to hate me, like this is, this is my, this was my rule with, with friends who were talking about depression and suicide in high school. I was like, look, I'd rather you hate me. You could hate me for the rest of your life if you wanted to, for telling as long as you have, as long a, yeah. as you have the life to hate me during, right? Like, yeah. like as long as you have the life, um, the hate you can get over the hate we can move past, but we can't move past you being dead when you're 70. We can talk, you know. Yeah. But you have to get there first. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, I want that to be a good life. I don't want right, you to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, but, of course. But, like, I don't want you to just survive depressed that entire time, never having yeah. your situation resolved Absolutely. or better. But, I, you know, that's, um, that's my idea there. I'd rather you hate me for now, but be alive for, uh, for longer. And, I, and that's the trade-off I'm willing to make. And, Tony, if there was something that was that serious, like, yeah, absolutely, I'd do that. Um, but also because I kind of hate you. No, I'm just um, <laughs> Not kind of. Um, you don't kind of hate That's me. true, because hate is a form of love since I am obsessed with you. You're um, So that's fair. But no, I do think it, it is important the way, you, the way you approach the conversation as well, the tone. You should know what yeah. communication will work and ask ahead of time. Like, now is the time. Yeah. When your friends, yep. when your closest friends yeah. haven't done anything anything wrong or you haven't done anything wrong now is the time to ask them how can i hold you accountable and to tell them here's how you can hold me accountable but don't say x y or z because i have a trauma that's related to that or i have issues with like in other words teach you teach people how to treat you yeah so teach them and help them teach you one of the coolest moments that i i remember um we had a, a very close friend of ours mutual friend of ours um, there was basically a decision was made within the church that was, you know, very harmful to, to them personally. And they wrote a long kind of open letter. And, and I remember before they posted it, they sent it to, I believe it was, uh, you and I both and another person, um, because they wanted to say, Hey, you know, is this too far? Does this get across what I'm trying to say? Um, 
And it was a form of accountability. And, and I remember when I got that, that first feeling of how you, it, 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 it was so neat to have that bond, to know that we mm-hmm. were that close, that they were willing to give me permission to say, because they were, they were open. If I had said, you know what, this is, you need to tone this down. You need to, you know, this isn't the right place. This isn't the right time. It wasn't, or that, you know, it was fine. And I said, hey, you know, go with it. I think it was really mm-hmm. eloquent. You know, I think this is great. Go for it. But at the time it was like, they were totally willing for that to happen. That's how accountability needs to work. Yep. Absolutely. And I would say as far as steps, when you find someone that you are in a relationship with, start privately. I would say that. Start privately. And then if they don't, you know, for, for Christians, and we've talked about this on our podcast before, but, you know, with that confrontation, start with the mm-hmm. Matthew 18, right? Start privately. And then if that doesn't work, then bring in other people. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that's that first route. Talk to them and see if you can resolve it without kind of shaming them. And then get to that point where, hey, if they're not listening to it and this behavior is continuing on, if this is if this is doing that, then hold them accountable to the public, you know? Yep. Um, and um, especially if it's a public statement. The way I, I do, I, I think this is worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning anytime we talk about this. It's going to be a quick aside, but it like it's vital. If the person you're holding accountable has privately victimized someone else in the area of abuse sexual harassment or assault. Oh, absolutely. Um, anything in which they um, have have um, imbalanced their power dynamic and, yeah. and like traumatized someone or done anything that could be construed as traumatizing, then it is vital that accountability does not, does not include putting the abuser alone in a room with their victim. So any method or form yeah. of accountability yes. does not include putting no. them in that position again yeah. nor does Do it include a third anyone. party that is that is on the abuser or perpetrator's side um it is neutral or victim side um and most likely it would be victim side because um the yeah it's it's about rebalancing that power dynamic you wouldn't make someone who you wouldn't make uh someone who was a victim of a mugging face their mugger and ask them for an apology don't do it for abuse victims. That's not how Matthew, that's not Matthew 18. Yeah. Matthew yeah. 18 is if a brother, an equal, yeah. sins an against equal you. And, and that's where that accountability is supposed to take place. Correct. I can only hold you accountable if, if there's a dynamic that you, and by inviting someone, you are considering them as mm-hmm. an equal. Yep. And I, if I, as the king, quote unquote, say to you, hey, I need you, you know, the jester, the jester has that authority. Mm-hmm. Well, and that comes down to that, that to bring this full circle with our, with the first example we brought up this episode with our professor, um, the issue that I have, the, the, the reason I have that big issue with him talking about the number of baptisms he has, which is in the thousands, according to him, is that he uses that to intentionally establish that in holding, in you trying to hold him accountable, you are not equal to him because you don't have the track record in history that he has. Therefore, you don't have the authority to speak on the matters that he does. And so you, by definition, you cannot hold him accountable because he views himself as above you, yep. better than or more qualified than. So there is like, now that being said, we hold him accountable as a public and the way that that power dynamic gets balanced again is because of the public. Yes. Is because of the group. That's the power that social media has given us, but we do need to use it responsibly. We are many. We are well, many. That, <laughs> and I think that that's, that's what's so important is that as, as a society, we can balance out that power. We can. And that's what's important. But I think that, you know, for me, 
accountability can be such a powerful tool if it's used in the right way. Um, you know, I don't know where Sean Jackson is going. I don't know where, I mean, really any of these stories, but I hope that in the, in the case of the smash community that, you know, the healing continues and people are able to enjoy, you know, this game and, and culture that they, Mm -hmm. that, that brings so much joy into their lives that they're able to do that in a healthy way. And I, and I also hope that Deshaun Jackson learns and he's able to, to become a better person because of this, because he was willing to listen and be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hope you guys are able to find someone to that that you trust enough to do that, um, to hold you accountable, to to hold you to growth or promises. You know, mm-hmm. um, baptism, weddings, um, professions of faith. You know, those are all accountability statements, and and it's important for people to hold as a society and then also as individuals for us to grow, to be able to hold people to that. And so be willing to do that, be willing to hold people accountable and be willing to be held accountable. And, you know, let's keep talking about it. Yep. Absolutely. So thank you guys for listening to this. Um, Hopefully we'll be back to our regular release schedule. Uh, Obviously this has been, if you don't know, just an emotionally turmoil, you know, uh, Emotionally, turmoilistic doesn't is not a word, but it's a roller coaster. It's man. been a roller coaster for me. Um, if you don't know, our uh, the show's producer did pass away um, just if, just several weeks ago, and the reason we haven't released any episodes is because I hadn't been able. I have to resume the editing, and he was a close friend of mine as well. Um, and that was it was hard for me to sit down and face yeah. that. Like I put it off. I didn't yeah. want to do it. So um, I do apologize for it. I know we were just taking a break, and then we took what seems like another break. I do apologize. Hopefully we're over that hump. But um, thank you for your patience and sticking with us. Um, and thank you for listening. Uh, you can support the show by heading over to absurdnetwork.com/slash/donate or theabsurdity.org/slash/donate and go check out the YouTube channel as well. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.